monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Oh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, You kind of threw off my whole vibe, my whole rhythm there. How? I don't know. I was lost in your eyes. I'm very uncomfortable right now. I can't even Yeah, I know. Do you want to know why I know that? Because you won't (laughs) shut up about it. There's literally nothing I can do. My arm of this chair is up against the table. There's nothing I can do. This is just... I'm on a hard folding chair. I like to bring me in that chair together. I didn't. No, you didn't. You complained the whole time. (laughs) I think we just need to find the right chair for Nicole. Right, Nicole. You know what we'll do? We'll get a fucking hammock. We'll hide it. We'll hang it from the ceiling, and you can lay in the hammock, and we'll do the podcast. I'm down. Let's do that. You'll be up in the hammock. (laughs) I'll be up in the hammock. Rekindle in the hammock. Oh, I did it again. I hate when I do this for our podcast, and I realize I accidentally skipped two pages in my notebook when I started the notes. Why do you hate that? Because it's a waste of pages. Want me to do a doodle? No, I'm gonna write failure. <laughs> no, don't. You're and, not a failure. And you suck. You don't suck. Too late. The notebook already says I it. I mean, I mean, you don't know how to use a notebook. That's I know how fair. to use it. That's why I know I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, honey. What? You did. I also. Fine. You know what else I did? I thought you meant it was in the middle of your notes. No, no, just before it. But uh, that's fine. Then. The other thing is this notebook, my old notebook. If you look at it had lined pages but when i was ordering this one i thought i got the same one and it was blank so it's it's not that big of a deal but i miss having well, the now lines. you don't have any you're like you're you're all over the place it's anarchy in here anarchy in the uk notebook. in the notebook <laughs> not as cool less cool what's this podcast about again um you can go ahead and tell them because <laughs> i forget to so, uh, yeah, <laughs> welcome back to, what episode number is this? This is, we got to be getting close to the big one, right? This is episode 98. We're getting close to 100. Yeah. This will be the second time ever I've reached 100 episodes of a podcast. Ooh, when was the other one? That bad comic podcast that doesn't exist anymore, and even the episodes are lost to time. The Comics Roundup. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. It's like part it's of history. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, we're anyway, this is episode 98, and for this month, it was my selection. Yeah, thank God, because I shit the bed last month. Oh, you're still beating yourself up about the tacalosh. <sighs> Just, oh, fuck, I haven't even picked one. <laughs> like, it was a bad movie, but, like, I have let... I wasn't upset about it at the time. It was just a bad movie that we watched. Let it go. It's been a month. I'm still upset about it. You just you cannot do you, demand that that time does not heal all wounds. Do you not have better things to be worrying about right now? We're in the <laughs> middle of a global pandemic, and you're still just like we watched a bad movie. Yes, I'm stuck at home or safe at home, and I have nothing else to do but think about the shit that I've done in my past that's Nicole? wrong and bad and awful. Nicole, you are safer at home, but you're not safe. Why? Because Nicole, you're not. Locked in here away from the world. You're locked in here with me. This is not a wrestling podcast. Oh, but it should be. No. I love wrestling. We could do like a wrestling horror movie 
crossover? Is there such a thing? I mean, um, that Scooby-Doo. movie. Scooby-Doo. There's a Scooby-Doo wrestling one. There Let's is, but one. I was going to make a really good joke about Ready to Rumble, the David Arquette movie. That's kind of like a horror movie. It's horrific. <laughs> David Arquette literally won the WCW championship in, this, in the production, like in the promotional build-up to that movie. What? Yeah. Which movie? It's this really bad movie where David Arquette and another guy are into wrestling. And there's some WCW wrestlers in it. You didn't see it. It, it came, sounds awful. It came out in 2000. David Arquette? Or 99. Anyway, it was bad. David Arquette is actually wrestling today, like on the indie circuit. He's going out and doing like real wrestling now. Wait, the actor? No, the <laughs> dentist. Yes, the actor. I'm so confused Why would by I bring this? it up if it wasn't the actor? Weird. The man likes wrestling and he felt he had to like make up for the fact that he was part of the worst thing ever in WCW. Anyway, okay. I picked the movie, and I picked Hideo Nakata's 2002 uh, film Dark Water, which uh, this was like his return to J-horror, I guess. Like He'd had some pretty big success with The Ring and The Ring yeah. 2. He also directed The American Ring 2. Um, good it's movie. terrible, but I don't know that it was his fault. I remember you laughing in the theaters. It, well, yes. That's, at the it's, deer? Oh my god, it's one of the funniest moments in the history of cinema. We've done this on this podcast, though. We did a versus for the original Ring and the Ring 2. We didn't or do the, the Ring 2. No, we did the Ring and Ringu, that's right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, I bet you we talked about the Ring 2 on it, though, because there's no way I didn't talk about yeah. the deer. <laughs> but if you haven't heard that episode, there's a part where this like deer comes... Um, Naomi Watson, her son, are in a car, and a herd of terrible CGI deer show up. They're like, and, like, almost like zombie-like. Yeah, it's they look so ridiculous, weird. and they all have like absurdly, hilariously enormous antlers. Like, any one of them would be the world record, but they all, like, whoever was in charge of the CGI didn't know what deer looked like. <laughs> and there's this moment where, like, the deer stands inside the car and, like, looks in the window at the kid and then just smashes the fuck out of the car. And I cried laughing. It was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think anyone in the theater minded, though, because that was, they were all, like, with me. They were like, yeah, this sucks. That's the fun thing about watching horror movies in theaters sometimes is, is that if you're all on the same page, it can be a really fun experience. Like, do you ever yeah. watch that one, um, Crywolf. We've Cry told this Wolf. story as well yes. when Bon Jovi gets killed and then the person in the theater went shot through the heart and you're to blame and the whole theater was just like that guy wins. <laughs> that guy wins life. It was pretty awesome. It was the best. We only have so many stories to tell. So we yeah, and we're not making any new ones. So <laughs> No, it is safe at home. Safer. Safe at home. Just safer. No, we're not doing this again. Just get on. So, as always, I'm going to just remind you, if you're listening to this podcast, the format is going to be I'm going to recap the entire plot of the movie Dark Water, and then we're going to talk about whether we liked it. So, if you have not seen Dark Water, and you want to, you ought, and you should, uh, watch it first, or else uh, be prepared to be spoiled. Okay, so, Dark Water. It's raining. You can tell it's not an American movie because everything is not color-corrected blue and shitty. That was the first thing I wrote because I'm like, wow, there's color in this movie. And in fact, it was a flashback and everything was kind of color corrected yellow because all the flashbacks in that movie have this sort of like yellowy. I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't actually catch that those are flashbacks until you pointed it out. I was like, yeah, the first time you were very girl? confused. I was, I was like, like, who's this other young girl? We'll just, I was like, did we'll you not notice that. that they had the same name? Yes, we'll get to it. I was confused. <laughs> uh, so the first next note I have is the main character's name is Yoshimi, and she looks exactly like an Asian version of Nicole's mom. I know. This is the first thing I said. Was oh my god, she looks like my mom. She but really Asian. did. It was really interesting. Yeah. She's very pretty. 
Yeah, my, my mom's very pretty. I know, but I'm not allowed to think that or, or notice that. <laughs> okay. You know? But now that I've seen your mom through the lens of an Asian actress who... Okay, come on, Joey. I should really look up her name. This is very unprofessional. I know. I'm ashamed and you should be. mortified that I, I have to sit next to you in this hard-ass this, chair. This extremely... I thought she was a fantastic actress, too. She was I was very really good. impressed and with her. The little girl was good in it, too. They were both very good, yes. And not annoying. Uh, Hitomi Kuroki. Sometimes little kids in horror movies especially are unbearably annoying. Child's play. And uh, what else? New Nightmare? No, that kid's fine. That movie's good. No, he's not. And anyway, yeah, her name is uh, Hitomi Kuroki, and she plays my Asian mother-in-law. The kid was a fuckhead. Yeah, that movie also just sucked <laughs> nine different kinds of assholes. Oh, anyway, yeah. um, so Asian mother-in-law is in a custody battle with a deadbeat ex-husband, and it's clear that they're going to throw the fact that ten years ago she had psychiatric treatment in her face. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah, this guy sucks ass. Uh, so, cut to Asian mother-in-law and her daughter are apartment hunting. Uh, and then they go into an elevator, which is very, very wet. And I wrote, Because <laughs> I like to write that in every horror, every horror movie where it's like, Oh, something scary is going to happen. Why is the elevator wet? Now, in modern society, outside of Japan, uh, a wet elevator usually just means someone peed. Gross. But even the hallways are wet. Like, this is just a very wet apartment. Yeah. Well, it's raining. <laughs> it's raining, so naturally the floors would be covered. While inspecting this clearly haunted, damp apartment, Asian mother-in-law misplaces her daughter, Iku-chan. Who I just called Ikuchan because it's so cute. She was so cute. Her name guy. is Ikoko, but they call her Ikuchan. Uh, and I have to teach Nicole about Japanese honorifics. Yes. From now on, I want you to call me Joey-sensei. No, I'm not going to do that worth a try anyway so an asian mother-in-law misplaces ikuchan how very careless but then she sees <laughs> on the cctvs in the building ikuchan getting off of the elevator now ikuchan who is irresponsible herself has gone to the roof now we see her smile at something danger will robinson danger you don't ever want to see a kid smiling at something off camera in a movie nope never it's always a bad thing it's always evil yep haunted ghost-like any all of the above Asian mother-in-law finds Ikuchan on the roof with a new kid's purse she found. <gasps> ghost purse! It was a ghost purse. It was a ghost purse. Spoiler! <laughs> so it's... Even though that apartment is wet and kind of shitty, I guess it was cheap. So they're moving in and it's move-in day and Asian mother-in-law spots a circle of water damage on the ceiling. Clearly, she didn't do a walkthrough before paying the security deposit. That's how they get you. I can't believe how fast that water spot Rose. Well, it's a ghost water spot. Until you see the apartment above. Also, yes. We'll get there. Uh, I, I'm not. I, at the time, I was really in love with the name Asian mother-in-law as the joke. But, but it's, it's like a long. It's it's long and it feels reductive and stupid and like borderline racist in a weird way. So I'm just gonna go back to calling her Yoshimi. Okay. Uh, Yoshimi finds a black hair in a glass of water and Nicole gags, which is gross. I yeah, it's so gross. Yeah. I can't handle hair. Yeah. And it also bodes very badly for Yoshimi, given that this is a early 2000s J-horror film. You don't want black hair in a movie if it's in the early 2000s in Japan. You don't. You don't want that. You don't want it. Uh, Iko-chan starts at her new school, and the principal and teacher make a six-year-old boy cry for fat-shaming a teacher. Look, you shouldn't fat-shame people, but that teacher kind of seemed like an annoying piece of shit. 
They were so mean to the little boy. Yeah, like, look, the little boy needed to learn his lesson, but, like, the two of them ganging up on him because he, like, told another student that the teacher was fat. And you know what? The teacher was fat. It's not, so, it's not a bad thing to be... I'm fat, but, like... And you shouldn't <laughs> say that to people, but... Calm down, lady. The kid's six. Are you seriously so insecure that a six-year-old boy telling his <laughs> other six-year-old boyfriend that you're fat is, like, a problem? Like, fuck off. It was very mean. I didn't like that scene. And you weren't supposed to, because it was supposed to make her suspicious of that teacher of and the school. principal. Yeah. But, yeah. Fuck that lady. I know. Meanwhile, back at Spooky Towers, uh, the water stain is growing and dripping worse and worse. So Yoshimi finds... And then Yoshimi finds the ghost purse in the trash. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, and also <laughs> the building management is not dealing with the leak. We're talking rent strike here, guys. I know. What did he say? He was so dismissive. It made me so angry. Yeah, he was just a bit bad at his job. And then the other guy who she called, the guy who was like the rental management company, he's like, well, I don't really deal with on-site stuff. Talk to the super. She's like, I did talk to the super. He's fucking a thousand years old and he won't leave his little hut. He won't do nothing about it. He's a shitbag. Oh, but we've missed the part um, at the beginning, or near the beginning, when it shows the elevator and they're going up and you can... They don't see the little girl, but... Um, oh, right, on the CCTV you can see the little girl. Yeah, and then... A ghost girl. Um, I forgot about that. The mom is holding her little girl's hand as they go up the elevator, and when the door is open, her little girl runs out, and she looks down at her hand because she still feels someone holding her hand. Oh. Do you remember that part? I must have been looking at my notebook because I don't remember that. That's oh, cool. it was really cool. It was, like, very subtle and not spooky yet, but, like, just a little bit mm. uneasy. The way it was shot is really well done. I love the way this movie is shot. Yes. It looks really great. Uh, nothing, and there's no, like, stupid jump scares. Everything is just very, like, well-framed and realistic. It's all very deliberate, and, yeah, too. Like, great. there's no yeah. quick cuts where you yeah. can, maybe, oh, maybe she saw something, maybe she didn't. It's like, nope. Yeah. She clearly sees a little girl that you're not supposed to see down the hall. It's amazing yeah. what a talented cinematographer and director can actually pull out of a movie. <laughs> right? Due to a job interview running too long, uh, Yoshimi is late to school to pick up Iko-chan. Uh, but while she's there, she sees a poster about a missing girl, uh, and the missing girl has a freaky, blurry face, which I was like, ooh, that's a little freaky. Yeah. Uh, and Iku-chan's dad has apparently picked up Iku-chan, and now uh, when Yoshimi finds them, they start fighting. Great. That's not going to look good in the custody hearing. They're having like a tug-of-war with the Iku-chan. Right. Iku-chan, poor Iku-chan. But then she was like, I just want you, mommy. And I was like, aww. Yeah, she was trying to be girl. nice. Yeah, so she, even she can realize her dad's a bag of shit. On the way home, they pass a happy family playing with fireworks, as you do. Uh, and so they decide to buy some of their own to set them off on the roof to celebrate. So that's nice. To cheer her up, yeah. yeah she's they like, had a bad oh, day, to... and they were like, yeah. let's do something fun. So uh, Yoshimi got the job. Hooray! On the way to the roof, though, she sees a glimpse of a yellow raincoat girl, and they find the ghost purse again. Uh, and then Yoshimi overreacts enormously and throws it into the bin. It's like, no, it's and a she also, plastic is... purse. Calm down. She also, like, her daughter wants to go for the purse, and she yanks her daughter back really Yeah, she's hard. like, don't touch that purse! She's like, oh, my arm! And she's like, I'm sorry about your arm, but that purse could have the Rona. No, that... That's nothing to do with this movie. What if she had said that? We were like, oh, they knew. <laughs> uh, at school, Ikuchan plays hide and seek and hides in a spooky hallway where, while she, it was one of the best shots in the movie, while she's hiding under the table, she's like peeking through this crack and you just see like the feet of a little girl with, with rubber see, boots walking up. Uh, and and she's, you see the just, bottom of a yellow raincoat. Yeah, and, and like water just pouring off of this person and filling the hallway. 
And I'm just like, damn. That was really spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to Yoshimi arriving at the school where Ikuchan is in bed. Uh, she apparently, like, collapsed. Now, this is where Yoshimi flips out at the shitty principal and teacher, accusing them of being shitty. Relax. Just relax, Yoshimi. But, as I was defending them, saying, like, you know, you need to calm down, uh, they immediately imply that Ikuchan is, um... What does that even say? Talking to, to herself. Oh, they imply that Ikuchan is weird, and it's all Yoshimi's fault because she's divorced. Oh yeah, that's such like a trope a in movies too. The dressmaking that. Divorce shaming. Yeah, basically we see, basically like we're bad at teaching and principling, and so whenever we have a behavioral problem, we're just like, mm, it's because it's a divorce. No, <laughs> that's not it. And if and if it was, fucking support the child. Yeah. You shitbags. And the parent, because obviously they're going through a hard time. Yeah, be human. So anyway, Yoshimi leaves. Nope, she doesn't. She <laughs> learns. I have bad penmanship. It's because you don't have lines on the page. And because I have to write quickly because I have to read subtitles. I know, that was difficult for you. It was difficult. Thank you for understanding. Yoshimi learns of Yellow Rainco Girl, whose name was Mitsuko. No, it's not. That yeah, you were right. Was, it? was yeah. it Mitsuko? Yes, it, it was. It was Mitsuko. Great, okay. Whose name was Mitsuko. Hey, that's the name that Ikuchan keeps saying through her imaginary friend. Meanwhile, at custody, Yoshimi is accused of always being late to pick up Ikuchan. Ikuchan's dad is making her sound crazy and unsafe. He also said, um, you pulled her arm and yanked it out of the socket and she's like, you've been spying on me, you shit hit. Except that he was talking about when they were having a tug of war and she assumed that he meant on the roof. Oh, that's what I thought it yeah, was no. too. She's saying that he's spying on them and he probably isn't because this is where like she sees him stub out a cigarette and then I wrote, and naturally assumes he also stubbed out a cigarette in the elevator at the spooky towers and she flips out and accuses him of moving the bag. So that was, it was sort of like, you're making yourself look crazy. He's talking about when you were having a tug of war on the bridge. He's not spying on you and stubbing out cigarettes in the elevator. Oh my god, you're going to lose your child because you are not coping with stress. Oh my god, I thought that he actually was watching her but didn't move the bag. No, he's just a shitbag. Oh my god. Yeah, he's just an asshole and she's like jumping to conclusions because she's rattled. She's rattled, I see that now. I'm glad uh, we do this podcast. Yeah. I understand the movie better. <laughs> so back at Spooky Towers, the ceiling is fucked. It's just dripping all over the place, right? And while that's happening, Yoshimi has a dream about Spooky Raincoat Girl. And she wakes up to find the bed is drenched, which is never a thing you want to wake up to. And Ikuchan is gone again. For just... fuck's sakes, Ikuchan, stay put. I know. As a parent watching this, I was like, this is very stressful how much this child goes I missing. know. I'm just like, put a fucking bell on that kid. <laughs> Like, double lock the doors, whatever you have to do. Keep this kid in. Clamper and irons or something. It's ridiculous. It's too stressful to watch. So, Yoshimi frantically searches the building and goes to the super's office, which is empty as usual, to check on the CCTVs. Then she notices the elevator going up to the top floor again. Aha! She probably should have thought of that in the first place, since that's where Ikuchan went the last time. Smooth move, X-Lax. It's almost like she's never heard of foreshadowing. Because Yukuchan goes up the first time to like set up your expectations. It's foreshadowing. Right. But Yoshimi doesn't realize that she's in a movie. So many things would be easier for characters in movies if they would just recognize that they're in movies more often. I was like, when she has the chance to move out. I was like, move out! Yeah. But we haven't got there yet, I don't think. Right. So on the CCTV, we see 
uh, Mitsuko in the lift behind Yoshimi, but Yoshimi doesn't. That's that time we definitely see that. And yes. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. It is a very cool shot. So after searching for a while, she hears footsteps running around in the apartment above her. So she looked on the roof. She couldn't find her on the roof. She went back to her apartment. And then she hears, actually, and she phones Yuko-chan's dad to say, is Yukoko with you? And he's like, no, why? And then she lost her again. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, woman? And then she hears footsteps up on the apartment above her. And so she runs out of the house and he's just like, hello? No follow up on that, though. Um, So she goes into that apartment door to find it unlocked, and the nameplate on the door of that apartment is Mitsuko and Mitsuko's parents. No one has moved in since they disappeared. Um, And she goes in and finds the apartment is pouring water. It's a really impressive set piece. It looks really fucking cool. Turns out that, like, all the sinks have been on and whatnot. And then I was like, well, that explains why the spot's been growing so much. I was like, how has it not collapsed yet? Like, Mm, the floor... Uh, and then she finds Ikuchan is sleepwalking or something and realizes that she's being watched. So they flee. No wonder the roof was leaking. Uh, Yoshimi realizes the apartment above belonged to Mitsuko and her mom, and Mitsuko is a ghost! That was a really cool scene because she's looking in the apartment, yelling for her daughter, and you see in the shadows a little girl standing. And at first it looks like um, the ghost girl. Mitsuko, yeah. So you're like. But she doesn't. She sleepwalks yeah. forward. Like the way yeah. they did it was so but, good. And it's and no quick notice cut. Notice it's the it's her yeah. daughter. She doesn't suddenly rush forward like in a yeah, shittier yeah. movie. It's just like she slowly comes out and you go, oh thank God it's Sigurdsson. Yeah. Uh, so the next day, Yoshimi is trying to move out. Bracket Brian's song. There's a Billy Joel song called "Moving Out." Parentheses Brian's song. Close parentheses. Okay. It's a great song. She's trading in a Chevy for a Cadillac. It's a good, it's a good joke. Luckily, friendly custody lawyer arrives. He earlier was like, Yoshimi, please stop being fucking crazy. They're going to take away your child. I'm trying to help. I can see that he, this guy's a shitbag and that you're just stressed out, but you're not doing yourselves any favors, so please stop being a fucking he idiot. He was really nice to he her. He was very nice to her. Uh, but he gets there and he's like, look, don't move out. Let's talk. That'll look really bad that you're having to change schools again in the middle of this. We don't want you to lose your daughter. Let, let me help. So he goes, takes up with building the super and the building management. And they go up to the apartment and see that, yeah, it's trashed and still wet. And they're just like, it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my fault. Uh, and um, and also I wrote here, and Yoshimi, who is stupid, won't just take the W and continues to talk about the fucking ghost bag and the footsteps and the ghost girls. They're going to take your fucking kid, lady. Like, friendly custody man is there to help you. Shut the fuck up and take the W. I know. Eventually she does. It was. She would just kept yeah. going She's like, going. no, but there's all... What about the footsteps? And, like, again, rest of the friendly custody guy is like, well, let's look. Oh, well, you know, you were stressed out. And up here on the roof, oh, you saw something? Well, look, look. Look where this tank of the water is. And there's a neon sign behind it. You were really stressed out. Anybody would have seen something. It's not... You're not crazy. You're just stressed out. It's okay. And I'm like, this guy is great. Unfortunately, he's dooming her. <laughs> he doesn't know it. But because this is a movie, Yoshimi is now doomed. But yeah, it's actually this guy's fault that this movie ends the way it does. I know. It's like, just move on. <laughs> he was just trying his best. Anyway, things seem fine for a while. Uh, and then the apartment gets fixed. Uh, friendly custody lawyer guy has everything sorted out. And he's like, look, you're doing fine. Just she said custody. Custody. The custard <laughs> man. He says, look, just, just don't be crazy until after this is over. We're almost through this. It's going to be fine. And she's like, okay, it's all, you're right. It's fine. She opens her daughter's backpack. Oh, shit. There's the spooky ghost purse. And she goes squirrely again. 
So touching the purse makes Yoshimi get a vision of the purse falling into water. So naturally, she goes up to the roof to look at water. And finding out that the, the tank on the roof was last serviced the, the day, day before... No, the day Mitsuko goes Mitsuko missing. went missing, but the day, the day before she went it was reported missing. So, like, the last time it was opened, it was open that day. Yes. Uh, so, oh shit, so we get another vision and we realize what happened. Mitsuko, when she was alive, was playing on the roof, exploring, accidentally dropped her purse into the thing and fell into the tank and drowned. And now she's a ghost. Yes. And I was like, that's a real fucking bummer. Meanwhile, in the bathroom, while Yoshimi's on the roof having visions, uh, Ikuchan, uh, pours some water into a cup and a bunch of hair comes it's out. It's more hair! And she's like, well, that can't be good. And then the tub starts filling. And she's like, well, that's not good either. Uh, Yoshimi hears a banging inside the tank. And then all of a sudden the fucking tank gets these like crazy punch marks on the side of it. And that something's was rad. Trying to, like, something's trying to burst yeah. its way out. That is the only jump scare in this movie, but it is excellent. Yeah, some shit starts to go crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the bathroom, Ikuchan can't turn off the tub, which is now full of black brackish water. Gross. Brackish? Just Google it. The tub... Oh, I thought you just messed up what your words Well, brackish again. is a word, I promise. Oh, okay. It's, it's not potable, I'll tell you that. Uh, the tub overflows and it burbles, not unlike <laughs> the Tulji wood. What did you say it like that? It burbles as it came, because it's from the Jabberwocky. I mean, you said it very... Like, very... <laughs> One, two, one, two, and through and through, my sparkle blade will go snicker snack. Uh, ooh, a snack. I'd love a snicker snack right about now. Continue with your burp. Uh, anyway, it burbles, and then ghost hands pop out and try to drown Ikuchan in the water. That was cool, too. I guess that was kind of a jump scare, too, but it, it was, was a good sad. one. But it also, like, foreshadowed because, like, well, this burbling. Something's gonna... <laughs> Stop saying burble. Uh, Yoshimi arrives on the scene and is surprised that once again she can't find Ikuchan. For fuck's sakes, lady. Slowly, she slowly creeps around the apartment instead of just running to find her daughter. I was even like, though she can... dum dum, just run. And she finds Yukuchan all wet, but don't worry, she alive. And she decides, you know what? I think it's time to run. Leave this apartment. Picks up her kid, runs. But Mitsuko mad, and the water, she's a burbling. <laughs> uh, so Yoshimi and Yukuchan flee to the elevator. Uh, and then I wrote, take the stairs, dummy. She never it's takes It's an emergency. The I know, lazy bitch. The elevator starts up pouring water, and then Yoshimi looks into the hall where a door opens, and slowly, a little girl, a little girl walks that. into the hallway. <gasps> it's Mitsuko. No, it's not Mitsuko. You think it's me, Mitsuko, but it's not. It's Ikuchan. Oh Iku -chan, shit! She's sleepwalking, and she's all wet. Well, she's not sleepwalking so much as like stumbling because she just like woke up from being unconscious because she almost drowned. Oh, and she's I, just thought, like, I thought I thought she was just <sighs> sleepwalking. Boy, I almost drowned in brackish water, and it was burbling. <laughs> and then like. There's this great moment where, like, Yoshimi realizes that that's Ikuchan in the hallway and, like, slowly, like, looks down at the kid with her in the elevator. And, oh, snap, it's Itsuko, who then, like, jumps on her and starts crying mama and hugging her. And also, she doesn't look like she's looked at the whole movie because every time they've shown yeah. Mitsuko up till this point, she's a little girl with long hair who looks like her daughter but longer hair yeah. and a raincoat. This one, she's still wearing the wearing the raincoat, but her But she's skin a rotted corpse because she's all, a dead yeah, yeah and she's mama. And that was... Such a cool And it's also um, like a very vision. heartbreaking moment because you kind of realize this whole time Mitsuko's just been trying to like replace... Because her mother disappeared before she did. Like she just left. Yeah. So that's why Mitsuko was left alone and was able to fall in... Although 
I mean, Yoshimi never left Ikuchan alone. She was still there, but Ikuchan kept managing to fuck off. So just because your mother is still present doesn't mean that you're not going to be unsupervised. Uh, anyway, Yoshimi finally understands what's happened and realizes that it's only going to keep happening. And she makes the ultimate sacrifice. So It's Mother's Day. It's good that we're talking about this. Oh, it is Mother's Day when we're recording this. Yeah. This won't be released till... For like two and a half weeks, but yeah. <laughs> so she's like, Ikuchan, don't come any closer. Because she knows that Mitsuko will hurt her daughter because she's trying to replace her daughter. Yeah, she's just trying to take her as her mother. So she's just like, well, I guess I'm going to be this ghost's mom. And the elevator closes. And it's really upsetting because Ikuchan's like, mama, mama. And I'm she's like, crying. if she was saying mom, it wouldn't be that bad. But because she was saying mama, I was like, She was a really good actor. Like, she was, was very good. It was very real. And, like, she runs up the stairs to go to the elevator. And when it opens, the elevator just pours water out, shining style. But there's no one in it. It's totally Shining style. Yeah. Ten years later. <laughs> a now teenage Ikuchan and her friends are in the neighborhood. She sees a little girl waiting at school all alone because her, before her mom shows up. And at first she's just like, oh, that looks familiar. But then her mom just shows up and it's like, oh, she's fine. You're just, you know, projecting trauma where no one is actually happening. But, like, she doesn't remember much about kindergarten other than that she lived in this building with her mom for a while. But she doesn't remember anything about her mom or any of the stuff that happened. Uh, so Ikuchan um, walks up to the old apartment, 42 steps from the street. You're making a joke. I don't get you and your weird jokes. Uh, Yoshimi walks to the old apartment, 42 steps from the street. The old apartment by the Vanica Lace. I get it. Broken landing. It's very good. Broken la Okay. Uh, inside, it's furnished exactly as it was. That's weird. Yeah, the whole building's like yeah. shit, shitty and like abandoned except for and she sees on the door it's like this woman my mom still lives here i i just assumed my mom was dead like they never told me that she was alive what the fuck these assholes so she goes in and she looks around and suddenly she turns around and there's yoshimi looking exactly the same now we know yoshimi's a ghost we know that so they chat for a while and ikuchan's like hey look i i why did no one tell me you're around let me come live with you dad's got a new wife and other kids and he's still a shitbag why can't i just come stay with you and she's like you you can't and then behind her you see mitsuko standing mm -hmm. and right when she turns well, yeah, so ikuchan to look, turns to look she, she's gone and when she turns back around her mom is gone as yeah. well yeah ikuchan can't see her and then her mom are gone his mom is gone and then I wrote, she's a ghost, you dumbass. Figure it out. <sighs> Ikuchan turned out okay, but a little slow. <laughs> a little slow on the uptake. It's like, girl, your mother's obviously dead. What are you doing? I mean, it was nice you got to have this little moment and be like, oh, I'm happy. And, and Yoshimi's like, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. I'm okay with, what, with the decision I made and all this stuff. And then Ikuchan's like, okay, well, guess I'm going back to dad's house with his new mom. <laughs> My new mom. New Hi, new mom. So what do you think of this movie? I thought it was great. Yeah. It's like this, the pace I like, the kind of horror filmmaking I like, uh, the acting was great, the set pieces were really good, the staging was really good. What did you think? I really liked it. I'd seen um, the remake of this, the American one with Jennifer Connelly. Which I don't think I have. Years and years ago, but I actually remember a lot from it. Like I think I saw this movie in junior high. And I remember a lot about it, so... Did they just, like, rip... Did they do, like, almost shot for I shot? I think like, so. It's really close. Because I heard it's a good remake. Because there's parts in that one that stuck with me. Like, mm. that still freak me out in certain... I should watch it one day. Things. I like Jennifer Connelly. I would like to rewatch it now that I've seen this one. 
Um, so for me, the pacing, even though I'm, I've really come around to deliberately paced movies, as Joey puts it. I haven't said that in so long. I know. It was a little bit slow for me, just because I did already know the story really well. That's fair. Um, but yeah, like I think just talking about it now, like how it was shot and like analyzing it like this has made me like it even more. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really great, like, it wasn't like... The thing I remember t- saying to you that I liked about it, because, you know, he's most famous for The Ring. Uh, people love The Ring. And I, I think The Ring is fine, but The Ring also annoys me because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. Like, in The Ring, they go to all this trouble to explain, like, oh, that's why the little girl is the ghost, and that's where all this came from, and she just wants to share they, her like, story. And they, like, want to release they, her. They try yeah. to give her what she wants and i'm just like if they had actually done that it would have been fine but instead it turns out no she's actually just an evil monster and she crumbs out of the tv anyway and it's like motherfucker you can't just make up your own bullshit just like to be scary just be consistent yeah whereas this movie it's like yeah it's, there's no like big giant twists it's like yeah this little girl who you knew the whole time was the dead girl you knew which girl she was you knew why she was a ghost you learned more as it goes on everything just makes sense everything is clearly set up and paid off and it's a tra- it's way more of a tragedy than a horror movie. It's a it's just the a tragic very tragic ghost story. Yeah, exactly. It's a really good ghost story instead of like a whoa, we fucking scared you. Yeah, and about there's like I guess the tragic ghost story isn't nothing new. Um, it's been done a lot, but this story in particular did such a good job of it because yeah. because it slowly unravels and how you find out the past of Mitsuko, um, but also it's just really sad on both sides. Like the the. They're both two little girls. Mitsuko doesn't know what she's doing as evil. She's all children are egocentric, and yeah, she's all a she trauma wants, girl. yeah, all she wants is a mom. She doesn't realize what she's doing to this other girl is wrong. She just knows that she wants a mom. Well, and in theory, like she's a ghost, right? So she's just like the embodiment of her trauma and her like horrible end. So she's not even really like a conscious being anymore. She's just like this. The, what's left of this girl who just wanted who a wanted her mom in the first place yeah right so yeah it's it's, it's a double tragedy like you say yeah mm-hmm. i was like sobbing at this you were, movie yeah. it was nice when yuko chan you know was comes back and you're like oh she's fine she's a little dopey but she's fine mm-hmm. but yeah i would like to watch the american one now because it's been so many years since i've seen it um mm-hmm. it'd be fun to watch with you yeah. i only watch movies for podcasts though so sorry that's not gonna happen um <laughs> I should have said that the movie was written uh, by Kenichi Suzuki, uh, but it was based on the novel by Koji Suzuki, who also wrote the novels that things like Ringu were based on. I want to read those novels because oh. I've actually heard that the books are more coherent. I would like to read them too. Well, you can't. We should also do a book club together. We're not going to do that. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we, yeah, we got no shit going on. Yeah, we um, But yeah, that was really good. So you've had 35 minutes while we've been doing here, and I've been stalling for you. Did you pick a movie for I next month? Yeah, so um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pause, and you're going to put in intermission music. Okay. Can't find my mouse cursor. Oh, there it is. <laughs>
we're back. I know. I don't know why I always do this. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited to record with you. And then I'm like, shit, I didn't pick anything for the month. I don't think ahead. I'm not a planner. I actually am, but not when it comes to this. What did you pick? Oh, so. Jesus. I picked from 1982, Creepshow. I'm so happy. This is one of my favorite movies. You got a nice box set. Of yeah, it. it's the super duper fancy pants edition slipcase. It's by uh, George A. Romero and Stephen King, yeah. the masters of terror and macabre. You are going to love this movie, Nicole. I'm so excited I think to watch I'm, this. I'm with up you. for a good '80s one right now. This I think is that'd seriously be fun. It, like it's it's written and it's produced in the style of the old EC horror comics. Like it's like a tribute to the old horror comics of the '50s. Nice. Yeah, it's so we, good. Um, we had a. A subscription subscription to Shudder for a little while Just there. for the month of October so and we could watch the show. <laughs> we watched the new Creep Show show. Um, great. How many episodes were there? Five? Six or something Yeah. Like that. And I loved them. Me they too. were so much fun. They were all different. David Arquette is in one of them. Who we've yes, been talking is. a lot about on this podcast. <laughs> a little bit, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> so much. You know, he comes up so often on this podcast. He's also in Scream. We talked a lot about Scream in October. Back in October. Same yep. month as we watched <laughs> Creep Show. That's so exciting. Um, anyway, I'm I'm so shocked you haven't seen Creepshow before, and I'm so excited yeah, that you get to watch it. I'm it's excited so too. great. You're going to love it. It's so good. I can't great. wait. So yeah, that'll be our episode for June. June. This is the episode for May, dear. June's my birthday month, and I got to pick a movie. <laughs> great. I'm sorry. I've been in quarantine too long, I think, and I, the, little things, the little things that you got to get excited about now. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, on that note, we're going to wrap it up for this month. Uh, we will catch you next time. Until next time, I am the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. How I don't either, could this woman ever decide to wed this man? <laughs>